What's going on, everybody? Episode 46, Go Figure Podcast. Leo Cano here with my man. Hi, Talbot. It's good to be back, Leo. Good to be back. It's been uh, it's been a wild three weekends for me. Three weeks ago, Jill and I did a little Vegas thing for the weekend. <laughs> then we had a wedding in Durango. Yeah. Durango's like 9,000 feet up, high elevation in Colorado. It was, kind of, it was kind of pretty, though. Oh, I bet. It was kind of cool. And then this last week, uh, you were gone. Where were you guys at? Yeah, we were in Island Park, just a, a little outside of Yellowstone, and very, very beautiful. Probably similar to your experience in Durango, just with yeah. how much moisture, snow, oh, everything. Yeah. So everything's so green. Yeah, that that is awesome. That's a beautiful place. If you guys have not been to Yellowstone there in Wyoming, you got to go check that out. And then, yeah, this last week, uh, we, we had an event, uh, third year in a row we've done this event, where we uh, do funding for a group of amazing entrepreneurs, business owners, and e-commerce. And that was the uh, Proven Conference event there in Columbus, Ohio. You know, you never know what, when you've never been to a city in America and you go, you, know, you never know what to expect. But the food was great. The people were great. The hotel was great. So Better Columbus, Ohio, big shout out. I am going to, I'm going to put Columbus, Ohio up here and Louisville down a little bit lower. All right. A little bit lower. Not, not quite as, food was great. People were great. Awesome. Awesome event. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Steve was telling me uh, he thought Columbus was just awesome, beautiful, great you know, fun nightlife, but then yeah. he talked to the locals and they're like, oh, this place sucks. I was like, kind of interesting. The locals don't like Columbus. They say it's not safe, it's dangerous, but oh, really? you guys both had great things to say about it. So yeah. Maybe it's just because we were in like the really, the nicest place uh, in the city of Columbus. Maybe Probably. that was it. I don't know. You never know. But but yeah, for whatever reason, it was a great experience for us and uh, we are back. And, you know, I think we had four flights delayed in a row, but hey, we made it and they weren't delayed too bad, so. Very good. That's that's a win. All right. So today's headline, everybody, is the top seven reasons to launch your business in the USA in 2023. Kind of, it's a very American patriotic theme, and that's uh, what we're looking at here. It's July. July 4th just happened last week. And so there's a lot of people, if you're in the finance space and sometimes you're talking to someone and they're unsure of whether they should start a business that you want to do funding for, or you were looking to send them into seven figures, or maybe you are looking to start your side hustle, or you know some type of business that uh, you, you've been thinking of launching, you, you've had this idea, and you're wondering, should I really, is it really worth it? You know, what are the different factors and why does it make sense? Why are we so fortunate to be able to launch businesses in the U.S. versus so many other countries where launching a business is a really big deal and so forth? So there's the top seven reasons, and this is going to be a very interesting topic. We're going to dive into it. We're going to share stories. We're going to talk about current events, things are going on maybe that are connected to it. And I've got uh, one special thing that I don't think is specifically included that I'm going to talk about that is a massive blessing in our country when you're looking to start a business. Welcome to the Go Figure Podcast, created for parents and business owners who want to get their money right. My name's Leo Cannell. As a husband and father of five, I've been fortunate to create two eight-figure businesses in the fintech space. This podcast will share the values, principles, strategies, tools, and tactics that have helped us to build a fintech empire and provide an epic life for our family. Having been a parent and entrepreneur for 20 years, there's a lot I don't know. There's been a lot of failure. The good news is together, we'll find solutions to creating an epic life powered by a business that we love. Ty, start us off. Tell us about the seven 
reasons of why you should be looking to start a business this year if you have not, or if you're working with someone who is on the fence about it, there's a few things to consider that they should look at. Yeah, and it, I'm I'm glad we're starting with this one because as you were talking there, Leo, my I was starting to think about other friends and colleagues that have said, you know, the they have this minimalist this this small mindset that's yeah. just stuck because they say, oh well, all the businesses have already been created. Yeah. It's too competitive. There's no way. I mean, there's way too many people doing flooring businesses or selling cheeseburgers, whatever the business may be. But it's just a matter of they don't understand the market size and consumer base. And that's the number one reason why we have such an advantage of starting a business here in the U.S. The United, the United States has a, an extremely large and diverse consumer market, right? And, and so what we talk about is offering significant opportunities for businesses to reach a wide range of customers. The market size, it, it provides entrepreneurs with the potential for scalability and growth. And that is very, very true. If you've never owned a business before, you've never done market research, sometimes you just think about your small, little, tight-knit community. You don't realize the true market size and consumer base that exists here in the United States. No question about it. Uh, one of the key phrases that I've often heard out there by very successful entrepreneurs and and uh, teachers who have built businesses before is the riches are in the niches. And that's because in the United States, the market is so big that a niche still might represent, you know, millions of potential clients, or at the very least hundreds of thousands of potential clients. And so when you have an offering a unique product or service that can deliver value and help that customer client solve the problem that they're looking to solve and give them a great result, then that's why you can build these niches. And more so now than ever, you've seen all these niches pop up where people, you know, let's say you want to talk about, you know, NHL golf, but only, you know, on the East Coast or only in the West or only here and there. Like there's actually a very large niche of people that want to talk about that topic. And you could start a podcast around it and you could start a whole business around it. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to jump on with one of our funding CEOs and uh, shout out to Simone. Uh, she said it's like money, money. Go get some money, some money. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a great name. She was so cool, but she had this great idea. So she is this young pilot, young, really smart woman, and she's got a pilot license, and there's a shortage of pilots in our country. And so we've got all these old pilots that are retiring. We've got a shortage of pilots. And the issue is a lot of them want to get flight school financed. And so she's telling me about these issues, and I'm like, well, have you thought about starting a podcast? Oh, I have, but I, I don't know if I could do it. And she's so uh, really awesome, and she's got this great energy about her, and she knows the industry and the opportunity. There's a lot of people out there who want to get flight licenses, but they don't know how to get financing to do the schooling. And so she's going to connect with all these flight schools and reach out to them and let them know that we can offer financing so they can go to flight school. And then she's going to help connect them up to airlines because airlines have all these shortages of pilots. And she just was getting excited as we talked about her further, but she didn't know how big her opportunity was. And it's huge. And there's there are niches like that that you can find and do so well at in this country. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Leo, you, you look at some of our top partners, one of them being the, the group you just went out and attended their event, but two of our biggest partners, it's like we specialize in helping stay-at-home moms build businesses and sources of income. We specialize, like the one you just went to was e-commerce with a Christian-backed community, right? They all have that little niche that 
makes them unique and makes them special and they're absolutely thriving compared to some of these others just we serve absolutely everyone and anyone so i think there's definitely a lot a lot of power and like you said there's riches in the niches and obviously you've got to do your homework you've got to do your research you've got to do the market analysis but the market size and the consumer base is absolutely there here in the united states amen all right number two i better let you break this one down leo The, the second reason why there's, I mean, the second of the seven reasons why you should start a business here in the United States. And this is huge. Obviously, you know, there are so many people that reach out to us every day on LinkedIn across this the world. People in Africa reach out to us. People in Asia reach out to us. In Indonesia, uh, in different parts of Europe, and they're looking for financing to start and grow a business, or they already have a business and they need financing for different you know, reasons, maybe equipment, maybe to hire someone, maybe marketing, and they'll reach out to us. And and I always feel bad letting them know, but I start out by saying, hey, do you have a US-based credit profile? A lot of times they say no. And I'm saying, oh, I'm so sorry. There just aren't very many options outside the United States of America where you can get access to capital. And access to capital is the second top reason why you can start a business and succeed in 2023 that oftentimes just doesn't exist in so many other parts of the world because their financial system is not built on freedom. It's not built on freedom of different uh, financial institutions to be incentivized to offer financing. There are not benefits exclusively for business owners. And it can be very risky to start a business. And one of the big reasons why, and this is one of those hidden reasons that's actually we're not going to specifically announce out today at one, of the, at one of the top seven, but it's in the ability to access capital. If you are unable to pay a loan line of credit thing back, well, the Founding Fathers built this awesome thing. It doesn't sound awesome, but trust me, it is. It's called bankruptcy. If you cannot pay your debts for starting a business in another country, you may go to jail. And that's oftentimes how the world worked for many years. And in the 1800s, because the United States was built upon a financial system of freedom, people, yes, you, you may lose some assets, you may have to start over, but you can start over and start another business. And as Mark Cuban says, you only have to be right once. And that's what's so amazing about living in the United States of America and starting a business. But our financial system offers so many financing options, whether it's loans, lines of credit, 0% interest business credit cards, you can often find a way to get financing for your business. And that is not reality in most places across the world. And so that's a huge deal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I can't even imagine some of these other countries like you talked about where there is no access to capital and they're using their life savings. And if they if they fail, that's it. Or if they did somehow borrow money and they fail, they're going to jail, right? You, you oh, look yeah. at anything in life, Leo, if you're trying to success from a position, or if, if you're trying to find success from a position of fear, it's going to be very, very tricky. And so like you just said, with the access to capital, with the bankruptcy situation, you kind of know coming into it what the worst case scenario is. And you're right, it's not going to jail. Maybe it's losing some assets, but you can rebuild this thing. And so it's giving these entrepreneurs and business owners in the United States to actually build things and and find success from a position of confidence and not a position of fear. And I think that's so important. 
Amen. Absolutely. So access to capital right up there is one of the top reasons why you can start a business. And even here's here's the last caveat I'll leave, leave you guys with. Let's say your credit is smashed and you don't have a ton of verifiable income or assets, but you've got a proven business model and a proof of concept that this business product or service that you are building can absolutely work and you just need the financing to do it and you can't qualify. Well, Tony Robbins says that you can always find the money and he's absolutely right. And that can be in two forms. It can be connecting up with a friend, family member, someone that you talk to and they bring in the money and you give them some ownership. Or if they don't have the money, but they have good credit and they've always wanted to be a business owner, you can invite them to be a credit partner and they bring the credit. They're able to get financing for the business in the name of the business and you do the work and together that can be a win-win scenario and i've seen that happen so many times i remember this gentleman i was helping in miami florida and his credit was not good but guess what he had built a 10 million dollar a year business it was in the trucking logistics industry and he had brought his father-in-law in and his father-in-law didn't do much but he earned a pretty good living because he was the credit partner behind that business and he joined the business as an owner a co-owner to help provide the initial financing we got them i think a hundred thousand dollars in additional financing so they could continue to grow and get another truck or two and the business owner himself didn't have the great credit, but father-in-law did, and together they were winning and creating this massive business, all these jobs, and that's why you can always win. And again, that's only in America where you have that system to do that. Absolutely. And the uh, the third reason here, Leo, is as much as politicians probably don't want to admit this, they they know deep down that mid- and small-sized businesses are the lifeblood of our country. And that being said, there are absolutely very supportive legal and there, there's regulatory framework framework in place to support the small and mid-sized businesses and give them the confidence that they need and the advantages that they need to actually succeed. No question. And again, outside of our country and maybe even in the 1800s to a certain extent in the U.S., big businesses would create kind of these monopolies and they would really keep small businesses from being able to even launch or thrive. And so... Uh, that's the good news. There are different regulations put in place where there are certain rules that you have to follow by. And so the big business can't always keep other businesses from growing. And the cool thing is with technology, the internet, and the way that social media makes marketing available to almost anybody who creates a great product service or some useful and viral content, anybody has the chance to build a business. And so the opportunities, oftentimes I see in the news that it's harder than ever, but I think that's wrong. I think it's actually easier than ever. There's more opportunity. You see young kids. I mean, goodness, you see young kids and their teens starting successful businesses in all sorts of different industries, and you didn't see that before. And I think that's evidence and proof that you can create these amazing businesses. I mean, you, th you look at someone like Mr. Beast, who started, I don't know what he started. Was he 10, 11 years old? And he started his YouTube channel. And and uh, fast forward now, and, and he, he didn't have any financial backing. He didn't have anything special. I don't think he looks like he's a supermodel. But, man, is he great at creating amazing content and video and he's built this massive following and he's built this empire around him he's got his mr beast burgers and the feastables my kids know all this stuff and so you got to take your hat off to someone like that and those are again further 
um, just examples that you can create your own business and succeed at a higher rate than anywhere else in the, the world and in history. Yeah, and sometimes people like to argue, well, we are kind of falling into that there's four giant or five giant monopolies that really just control the entire U.S. economy with, you know, Amazon and Google and Apple. But when you really think about it, like Amazon, for example, Amazon, because of it exists, its existence has created hundreds of thousands, if not millions of small business owners. Oh, no question. Right? And that's it's not just the people that are selling on Amazon that have their you know, they, they go find things cheap and they sell them on Amazon and they make a living. Yeah, that that's where the vast majority are. But I have a kid that I, I went to high school with that literally just finished a, it, it's a different one than I was telling you about earlier. He just finished a, a massive, massive seed round of funding because he created a software that makes the return process significantly easier for Amazon and other businesses that sell on Amazon. And so there's all sorts of fintechs and different technologies and different mom pa shops that literally exist because of Amazon's existence. So it's not that they're just this massive monopoly. Same thing with Google. I mean, look how many businesses heavily rely on Google every single day. So I, I think it's awesome that it's a, it's a very fair market out there. Yeah, no question about it. No question about it. All right. Uh, what's our next, uh, next top reason? I think we've done three now. Yeah. Four more to go. You got number four. All right. Number four is entrepreneurial culture. The United States has a strong tradition of entrepreneurial spirit and a culture that values risk-taking innovation and creativity, the American dream concept. So there's this, uh, there's this documentary that came out on the History Channel, I think about 12, 13 years ago. And on July 4th, uh, I had a little bit of time, and so I was trying to find one of my kids, or all of them. I was only able to get uh, Marcus to sit down, and we watched this little documentary. It's called America, the Story of Us. And it's this very cool documentary that breaks down the American dream, and it starts like back in the 1500s and 1600s. And in the 1600s in Europe, one of the hottest products going around in Europe at the time was tobacco. It was massive. It was huge. It was like the AI of our day or internet of our day. It was this massive product. And in Europe, the monopolies did let only a few people like that. You you didn't even have the, you had to find the right place to grow it. And it could only grow in certain environments within Europe. And the thing about Europe was all the land was taken by, you know, the landowners or the quote-unquote, nobles. And so it was very difficult if you were born poor to have an opportunity to create a business and rise up. And so this guy and his wife, they they find some tobacco leaves, some tobacco seeds, and they risk their lives. I don't. They don't know where they got them to this day, but they put them in these sacks. They got on a ship. They came to America before it was uh, the United States of America in the 1600s. They start growing this in just in Southern Virginia and they grow a bunch of tobacco because it's the perfect environment to grow it. And then they take it and they go back to Europe and they are selling their tobacco like crazy. And they just keep on doing this and they create this massive empire. And that's one of the very first examples of the American dream where you can come and you can create something from nothing. And just an amazing story, true story of one of the first American dream entrepreneurs. And there's so many great stories out there. Are there any that like come to mind? They're like, ah, oh, that, that was a great entrepreneurial story that I'd never heard of that, man, anybody can make in this country. It, 
you know, it, it's interesting. The American dream is a concept that I, I absolutely love, Leo. And, and when, when you think about this, sometimes I take this for granted. I was thinking about the American dream just this last weekend where we're celebrating the 4th of July. My brother was talking to me about a business he's starting. And I oh, was thinking cool. back about my childhood. And I was thinking, you know, from a very, very, very young age, whether it was a lemonade stand or selling baseball, baseball cards, as I got a little older, it was mowing lawns. It was aerating oh, yeah. lawns. It was always this constant, constant challenge and game in my head of how can I create something bigger for myself and my family? How can I make sure that I never have to work for someone else? How can I make sure to provide the, the resources that I need for myself and my family? And I got thinking and I was, I was realizing, you know, Leo, the, the American dream is not dead. The American dream is only dead if, if you're killing it. And I think we're a lot of the times we're failing as leaders and as parents is we're not allowing these youth to dream anymore. We're telling them you go to school, you get your accounting degree and you go be an accountant and you do that for so many years and you retire and you spend your retirement and then you die. We are the ones killing the American dream. The country itself, the economy, the, the resources, it's not America that's killing the American dream. It's us. And those that understand that it's still there and still very alive are the ones that are going to thrive and experience the actual American dream. No question. And last week, in last week's episode, I talked about this uh, quite a bit because if you've ever seen immigrants, immigrants will come to this country barely speaking the language and somehow, some way, they will start a successful business and they will create it and they'll provide jobs and they'll just understand the opportunity of creating a business, of becoming an entrepreneur, of creating a product or service, of having that control. I was sitting there at uh, our funding booth there at this event last weekend and uh, there were a couple couples that came by and they told me about where they were at and they each had jobs that they were working and they had kids that they were taking care of. And they talked about if we keep on doing what we're doing, we have one path and that path doesn't have a lot of solutions. That path doesn't come with great vacations. That path doesn't come with being able to have freedom to provide a better life for their children. It comes with just barely getting by and really struggling and hoping and praying that maybe you have enough money to try and retire and not have to work at Walmart when you're 75. And then there's another path that's the supposed risky path, according to media, according to others, where you start a business and you actually have a chance to create a much better life, to double, triple, quadruple, make 10 times the income you're making with your job by starting that business. And yes, there's going to be risks. You might need to take out some financing. There might be risk there. But as we always say, there's two types of debt. There's good debt and bad debt. And the bad debt is debt that you take on for no expectation of a greater return. Debt when you go into debt for a vacation, clothes, even an expensive home or car that doesn't make you money. But when you can take on debt with an opportunity to generate a greater return, and there's no better return in this world that you can create other than starting a business. Exactly right. And I, I want to reiterate, Leo, I'm not. we're not sitting here saying that there's a problem if you decide you want to go be a mechanic. That's fine. If you decide you want to go be a mechanic and work the nine to five and build up a retirement and retire when you're 65, so be it. But don't say the American dream is dead because you're unwilling to go chase it. 
And that's don't tell your kids that either because exactly. that's the unfortunate thing. They grow up thinking that the the deck is stacked, stacked against them and there's no way, and there is always a way, and there are so many great stories in this country about people overcoming, and that's what the American dream is all about. All right, so our fifth, our fifth reason is access to talent. The U.S. attracts talented individuals from around the world, fostering a diverse and skilled labor pool. This availability of talent provides entrepreneurs with access to a wide range of expertise and skills needed to build and grow their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. I, and again, it, it talks about a diverse labor pool. Not only do we have top-notch universities and colleges, but we have all sorts of people that want to come to the United States oh, yeah. to chase that American dream that are hungry and motivated. Um, we have, we have one right here in our office, right? Hamilton came here from Venezuela and he is hungry. He wants to make sure that he's improving his life and that he is taking advantage of the opportunity that he's been given. And I think we see that time and time again, there are a lot of people that understand what it's like to not actually truly have freedom and they come to America and they are excited to work. 100%. It's so, so awesome. Yeah, I, I love immigrants. And so if you don't have immigrants on your team or if you haven't spoken with one lately, do so and ask them questions. Ask them questions about what it's like in some of these other areas. And speaking of Venezuela, I remember being in Orlando uh, a couple years ago, and our Uber driver was a, a gentleman, and his wife was also driving Uber, and then they had their own taxing business, and then they were starting a clothing business, and they had left Venezuela where they had a business. They lost it. Basically, the government just stole it from them, and then these criminals like took them hostage and made them drain their bank account. And then, of course, they were fortunately able to leave Venezuela. And you see people who are from these different countries, and so while the media and others are out there complaining about what a terrible racist country we live in where there's no opportunities, go to some other countries, y'all. Go to some other countries and then come back and tell me what it's like to live in the greatest country in the history of our planet, and you'll have a newfound understanding of what it's really like and what our opportunities truly are to live in this country. Absolutely, absolutely. And the, uh, the sixth reason here um, is networking opportunities. The United States has numerous, numerous business hubs, vibrant entrepreneur ecosystems, right? You look at Silicon Valley, you look at New York City, Boston, these regions offer entrepreneurs opportunities for networking, collaboration, access to industry experts, mentors. And what's so nice is it's not just all government controlled, right? There's so many collaborations amongst other business owners. There's so many different groups and communities that you can get involved in where it's business owners helping one another. Um, I, I, we are a part of a handful of these. We've been to a lot of these trainings and and worked with different mentors. And sometimes people have these negative connotations about them. And again, I think that's just them saying, I'm scared to start a business, so I'm going to call all of these things bogus. But there are so many resources in our country to help you learn and grow and become a, a good, positive, strong business owner. 
And again, when you think about, you know, technology disrupting and improving, and generally speaking, technology makes things more affordable, right? You think about how expensive TVs used to be in the 80s and 90s, and now you can get a, a massive big screen, a really nice one for like four or $500, and that's just proof of how technology makes things cheaper, more affordable, and higher quality over time. And as you look around the countries of the world, and you look at the top companies out there, the Googles, the Apples, the Amazons, the Netflix, all these Tesla, all these companies, where they all started. They're all started in the U.S. of A because that's the environment that fosters the opportunity to create these types of businesses. And you're right, there is access to these amazing networks. And now with the way technology is now, you don't even have to know, you know, uh, Bob down the street, who's a millionaire, who's been building businesses for the past 30 years and can be your mentor. That's one way of mentorship. And now the new way is there's amazing entrepreneurs on YouTube, online, on Instagram that you can follow, that you can learn from, you can read their books, you can read their tweets, you can see exactly how they think and their story, listen to them on podcasts and learn how they created successful businesses and learn about marketing, about sales, about leadership, about creating amazing products and services and how you deliver more value to your clients and customers. And that's available with these networking opportunities and you can do them in person, you can do them virtually on Zoom, so many different opportunities for you to be able to learn and have mentorship. And a lot of it can even be free up to a certain point. But I will say this, those that invest in themselves and have skin in the game succeed at a much higher rate. I always give the example uh, that Russell Brunson always would share, and he would say that he would invite friends and family to these events where people paid thousands of dollars to attend them. And he would ask, Yes, how many of my friends and family have actually created successful businesses that showed up to these events free of charge? Not one. But the people that invested thousands of dollars to get the same information and be there who had skin in the game succeeded at a very high rate, and many of them created successful multi-million dollar businesses learning from that information. And so that's something else that I think you were bringing up where oftentimes these different training programs are called scams, and yet we don't call college a scam, even though it's increased in price 1,200% without anywhere near value delivered at 1,200% over the last 40 years. And yet you can go learn how to start an Amazon business for $5,000 from someone who's actually done it and done it well. That's not a scam. That's an amazing opportunity. God bless the USA. Amen. Amen. And the, the last reason here, Leo, number seven. And again, I, we look at so many of these points and I'm like, I've been taking these for granted. We have. You don't even realize. You just think that it's it's something that we're entitled to. And we're really lucky and fortunate and blessed to have this. And so uh, the, the last reason here is the infrastructure and the technology, right? The United States has a very well-developed physical and digital infrastructure, We've got reliable transportation. We've got advanced telecommunications. We have high-speed internet connectivity. And this is something a lot of places don't have. Like we had a client, a referral partner, not a client in Mexico that very connected, did pretty well online. But anytime we needed to jump on a Zoom, he had internet, but it was constantly buffering. He was always oh, yeah. having issues. And he was in a, a nice area right outside of Cancun. And these are just the little things that we do take for granted, like the ability to get on a front runner and get from Provo to Salt Lake City. And because you didn't have a car, you just moved here and you didn't have transportation. Well, 
the United States provides a way for everyone to make this happen. Again, there it is. There's the evidence. Everybody can win. And a lot of it is a mindset. It is a mindset over time. It's how you raised. And it's interesting. I was watching a video by Alex Hormozzi, and he talked about two things that you need to succeed in entrepreneurship. The first thing he talked about is you've got to learn new skills, but you also have to have new beliefs. And so for him, he had this belief where the only successful business I can start is just, I'm just going to start gyms because that's what I know. And that's what my background is. And it's gyms, 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 physical brick and mortar gyms. And so he would start these gyms and build them up successful. But there was always a lot of difficulty trying to grow and expand. It took a lot of money to go, you know, put the, the, the gym equipment in there and hire a bunch of people and do all the marketing. And so it was very capital and and, and that needed that he needed to make that happen. And then he went and he met with another entrepreneur. He's like, listen, you've got a level 10 skill set and a level two opportunity. You need, instead of starting all these gyms, why don't you teach others how to build successful gyms? You already built five successful gyms. That's going to be a lot more scalable. And he's like, oh, I didn't even know I could do that. And so he had this belief where he could only do it one way. And then his belief in mind got blown up with, well, actually, now I've got a new belief because this guy who's 10 times more successful than me said, I can do it this way. And so that's where you have to look at your beliefs. What beliefs are holding you back that are false beliefs? Maybe when you were growing up, your parents told you rich people are all bad and they're terrible and they just hurt people. And the only way they got rich was by, you know, hurting people. And the more I've gotten to know very successful, wealthy entrepreneurs, these are people who care deeply about their clients, their customers, their employees, and are out there to serve. And because they serve people at such a high level, that's what's made them so successful. So ask yourself, what beliefs do you have that you don't even question are not true, are actually holding you back. And if you're taking advice from people who are not where you want to be someday, you may want to start asking, who should I be following? And maybe I should be following people who have actually done what I want to do. Amen, Leo. And I, I think it's case in point. These seven reasons are spot on. The American dream exists. The American dream is very, very alive. And if you're not achieving it, it's, it's on you. Right. I mean, I, I think it, it's just that initial mental block that you have to get through, not just with your first business, but you, you look at it, Leo, and you look at all these people that maybe they failed on business one, they failed on business two, they failed on business three, and then they finally have a success. Then look how many successful businesses they create thereafter. It's having that first that first breakthrough to to blow through that, that mental roadblock that's telling you you can't do this. Because I'm telling you right now, if you're watching this, you're thinking about starting a business, you can do that. You just need to have the courage, the relentlessness, and the nonstop belief that you can make this happen. Amen. And these seven, these seven reasons why you can be successful as a business owner in 2023, review them, write them down, and they're little keys of, well, this is actually how you succeed. Okay, great. I need to join some different networks, right? I need to, what technologies do I need to be able to succeed? Maybe it's a CRM. Maybe it's a marketing technology. Maybe you need, maybe you see an opportunity to create a better technology out there. Maybe you need a partner who can code. You need access to capital. Where are you going to get access to capital? What are the steps you need to take to get access to capital? Start asking the right questions and the quality of your life will improve dramatically. Go figure. 
thank you for joining us on the Go Figure podcast. If you learned something that will help your business or family, take 30 seconds and give us a five star. If we added value to your day, then share the show with someone who wants to get their money right and be sure to subscribe to the Seven Figures Funding YouTube channel. If you're a business owner and a parent committed to getting your money right for your family, then check out the MyFigures.com money app with a free 30-day trial to manage your money, track your net worth, and build a profit-first business through our fintech platform. God bless, and we'll see you next time on the Go Figure podcast.